0: Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. This is the place to learn how to get through your worst rock bottom and start to embrace adversity. I'm your host, Petra Belzebor. I'm a therapist and a life coach, but my biggest learning is from my own rock bottom. My story includes being raised in a cult, dealing with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and alcoholism. But along the way, I've learned to turn my entire life around to one of success, joy, and fulfillment. So in this podcast, I'll be talking to people from all walks of life who've done the same. I'll be teasing out the skills and tools necessary, as well as using my own experience to teach you how to turn your adversity into your biggest advantage. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage uh, podcast. I've got to own up today, it is Friday, and I'm going to call it Fuck Up Friday, we used to do that with with some of our coaching uh, Facebook groups, think about how did we fuck up royally and hugely, and this is what I did, I've got this amazing interview, I'm interviewing a woman named Sean Rousel, she's an award winning personal performance coach, Um, had her on Skype and she was pretty nervous, and I bleepin forgot to press record on my Skype uh, e-cam recorder, and, and so then I, I had a little panic, so I noticed sort of halfway through towards the end, but I caught the end of the interview, and so I don't want to, uh, you know, rob you of the amazing learning that comes through from the sort of last 20 minutes. So what I'm going to try and do is recap the beginning. I'm going to recap the beginning because I don't want to let Sean down, and I want to put this message out to the world. So here goes. Uh, bear with me. Um, so an award-winning personal performance coach, but her background is as a research scientist, um, she did all the kind of academic route. Her parents were teachers and they sort of said, hey, uh, you know, you've got to go to university, you've got to study. So she did a PhD and became a, a, a research scientist, then went into the, the corporate setting in, in all sorts of different ways. And the striking moment for her was at 44 years old, her alarm clock went at whatever time, whatever o'clock the alarm clock went and her, her, you know, she woke up and was just like, oh, fuck, I don't want to go to work. And so she she describes this as quite a striking moment, quite a striking feeling uh, when she thought, I don't want to do this anymore. And it was from that point on that she made complete shifts and went into into business on her own. Um, And so what's interesting here is it took about a year and a half. So it's never just the moment. The moment is just the catalyst. It's the point where we go, uh, the, the pain is too great of staying where I am and uh, I will now do anything it takes to do something uh, that is going to bring me fulfillment, passion. And, and she says things like, you know, if not now, when? I'm 44. I've got two kids and a husband. Um, and uh, she, what she does with with women and with organizations is really help us figure out how to juggle so many things. I mean, I know this is an age of women, but it's also a massively challenging time. Uh, and of course, I got some free coaching. So even though that wasn't recorded, hey, I'm good, right? Because um, I talked about, uh, I've got two you, you know, teenagers. Um, I've just given him my notice on the day job. I'm jumping into my own thing. And the valuable lesson, that I st- which is why I still wanted to play what I, what I had of this episode, is very much, if we can lead by example, our kids learn so much more from us um, by us actually behaving in a brave way that is creative and fully brings us happiness even if there is some some risk and some some challenge along the way so interestingly of course I asked the question how did you get there how do you look after your mindset what are the voices around you that maybe challenge uh, you know your way of thinking or your direction and she talks about her her husband who is. Um, you know, had, had taken early retirement and was at home and they were sort of relying on her salary. And it really is the people who we love the most or who love us the most, who can often be uh, the most debilitating voice in our head. Uh, and it informs our voice. It informs our fears because they love us so much. They're like, hey, I don't want you to suffer. Why don't you just stay safe in that cushy place? Um, because uh, on the outside, it looks pretty damn good. But what's interesting is that the, the outside just isn't always the same. It, it rarely is the same as the, the inside, the, the frustration at, at showing up uh, and doing something that you don't love. And Sean talks about a great equation, the equation of noticing what it is that drains you and what it is that gives you energy, So even if, and she didn't know what the, the, you know, the big picture plan was, she wasn't trained in thinking, how do I strategize about my whole life? But what she did know and what she learned through some some coaches that worked with her is she would would take a kind of what, how does she describe it? What drains you, uh, an energy diary, I think she called it, an energy diary. So when you when you map out, um, you know, what are the things that drain me? What are the things that give me energy? So if you don't know the full like this is what I want to be when I grow up, which she certainly didn't, um, you can you can notice what drains you and what gives you energy. So so when I go into an office and stare at a computer screen and interact with people via email only, I am drained. I'm drained. I'm flat. Um, I am not my best self. Uh, I am not my most creative. Uh, th- this is not an environment that suits me uh, to be honest i don 't think it suits that many people, um, but some people more than others. The things that do give me energy interacting with people, uh, showing up fully, uh, doing training, coaching, uh, creating impact and variety and Sean talks about uh, variety being something uh, you know that really gives her energy so a challenge for you would be to just for a couple of days, even for a week, like jot down a little journal of what gives you energy and what uh, takes it away. Um, and notice the people as well. Who are the people that drain your energy and who are the people that give you energy? And uh, once you figure that out, hey, surround yourself more with the people that give you energy or at least balance it out. So even though Sean's um, sort of husband and, and people that loved her were kind of going, hey, how's this going to work? And, and kind of planting those questions in her mind. What she chose to do was surround herself with the, the entrepreneurs um, and the people who were on a similar journey, who might have been leaving corporate, who might be setting up their own business um, and, and doing something that they loved. And it could also kind of validate the light that they saw in her eyes, the excitement at, at learning something. Um, and she says something pretty profound around enjoying being a beginner because when you start your own business, you've constantly, constantly got to do your your own thing. You've got to learn all aspects of the business and stuff that even if you went to business school, you might not have fully, fully learned. Um, so enjoy being a beginner because... If you're comparing yourself to people who have been doing it for a decade, you're always going to feel like you're you're letting yourself down or you're not good enough. But if you're like, hey, this is an exciting opportunity for me to fully learn, explore and develop my mind, my creativity and really build something that matters to me, perhaps even leave a legacy in the world, you know, coming at it with that mindset, enjoying being a beginner it's just so powerful and something that I'm, I'm sort of taking on for myself. Like, yes, I might not know how to do everything. Yes, I totally fucked up today and did not press record. I have fucked up. And I could totally hide in my shame and isolate myself uh, and never air this episode. Or I could even go, you know, I could say, let's record it from scratch. But I'm like, hey, this is the real raw version of me, the one that is putting out a podcast and putting out my voice and, and enjoying and drawing out people's stories I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing at all. My mission is simply that I want to be a voice and bring voices together that talk about adversity, challenge, and how to show up in the world no matter how we fuck up. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, And I tell people, you know, what's the point of the podcast? I am my ideal audience. Me 10 years ago, who woke up that day in a similar way to Sean, but maybe in a starker, you know, uh, darker way, didn't want to live anymore. Like, I woke up and thought, I want the day to be done. It wasn't about going to work. I was like, I can't show up at life. I can't show up and do life today. I cannot do it. And for me, that was my catalyst point. My catalyst point was either I choose to end my life because I can't show up in in the way that it is at the moment, or... I take the step and, and change everything. And we're the lucky ones. When, when you have the rock bottom and you have the crash and that catalyst moment and you then do something about it, we're the lucky ones. Because Sean even says she could have bumbled along with her safe salary and her you know uh, safe setup uh, for, for years until the end of time, um, she could have. But she would have robbed the world of her full self and her true self and the impact that she could have. And the excitement that she's having now uh, in the real world, being her, her full self. So, so that's my message today. Um, fully be yourself. Fuck up often, um, but show up anyway. Uh, and if you're struggling now, you know, and if the, the, the bit that I want uh, Sean's still going to talk about is setting up her business. Um, what was the journey like Uh, despite people's advice that maybe it couldn't be done and what lights her up and interestingly and this is going to come out in the podcast that's still recorded she talks about designing your life and it's not something that we're taught in school Um, we're we're taught to react to the next right thing which is uh, GCSEs, A-levels, university, uh, this job path you know Rather than, you know, she says we spend so much time planning our holiday and going, hey, I'm going to do this and that. This is how I'm going to feel and this is what I'm going to drink and who I'm going to be with. Um, But we we were not in the habit of planning our lives and saying, this is who I'm going to show up at work like. This is who I'm going to be in the workplace. This is who I want to be in relationship. This is the feeling. This is the lifestyle that I want to have beyond uh, my work day. And she talks about some amazing boundaries. You know, she she doesn't work during school holidays. She doesn't work in the evening. She doesn't do 800 hours a week, which is kind of what my world is at the moment, Um, because she has mapped out that the lifestyle that she wants is very much one that is balanced and is allowing fulfillment and her passions to, to play out, but also time with her children and and doing the other things that are important to her so so try and look at your life as a whole life you know try and look at yourself as a whole self so it's not just about strategizing work and it's not just about strategizing your holidays it's going hey if I looked at my whole life as a whole what what would I want to spend my time doing who would I want to be with what do I want to? Who do I want to be in this space? What's the impact that I want to make? What's the time that I want to spend doing the things that give me energy versus the things that don't give me energy? So map it out that way, guys. Thanks for bearing with me, listening to me. I hope you. I hope I did Sean's story justice, uh, and I'll and I'll ask her to fill in uh, any blanks. But enjoy this last bit of the episode. We got about twenty minutes where um, we we're, we're really just stepping into how. Uh, work. Her own business was created for her at the age of uh, 44. And what are the habits and tricks that she uses now, in order to keep herself uh, working at that optimum level and sustaining the life that she wants? Thanks so
1: much. Here you go. You know, each year, what will be the new thing that I will focus on doing more of this year? So, it, but it is. It does take constant work and a lot of self-talk positive self-talk, to not be worried about what everybody else is doing.
0: So what um, what are the challenges you're facing now, and what are the, the routines or tricks that you might use to uh, look after yourself and to sk- keep that mindset going every day?
1: Yeah, so the, um, I think the trick for me now is to work out whatever it was I want to focus on next to kind of break it down into little steps. So I had a big thing last year for instance that I wanted to do more with um, to do more with uh, an email list and so on I got very concerned that lots of people had a massive email list of clients and, and I didn't and I felt this was something I needed to have and so but just thinking like that was overwhelming. So what I needed to do was think okay what do I do first First I will I'll get a MailChimp account and that was all you know just my first step and I only worried about doing that. And then I did that and I could move on to the next one. But while I was in the space of worrying about I need to have a big list and I don't want to send out spammy newsletters and I hate it when people do this, that was all kind of negative thoughts and a bit of panic that I wasn't able to move forwards. So it was about making sure that I, I broke it down into one very simple step, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um...
0: And do you do you find that you work alongside people or that you collaborate or is it more uh, just real solo entrepreneur um, elements that you just have to do all of the stuff yourself?
1: No, I, I definitely I, I love working with other people. I've got a big need for connection and, and to work with other people. So um, I've got other um, other coaches that I work alongside. We run workshops together, so I'm able to do stuff with them. Together, That I wouldn't be able to do on my own. I wouldn't have the breadth of experience or the, the network in, in order to fill the workshops. So that's, that's great. I've worked alongside other people. Um, I've got, uh, again, other coaches who have got slightly different style that we refer people back and forth if a potential client would be more suited. So that's great as well, because we know that we're helping the person, even if we're not the right coach for them and um, i'm quite excited because i'm just um starting out an international collaboration with with some some people i know in a french company we're working together to put to an, a training bid an international training bid together because we'll have native french speakers um, and native english speakers which is really exciting and yeah so i definitely i don't do very much on my own even though i'm the only person in my business and
0: and i feel like um there's something to be said for that, that kind of collaboration, networking, uh, working alongside other people, because being a solo entrepreneur can feel pretty, pretty isolating otherwise.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it would be feel very isolated, isolating to always be on your own, particularly if you if you work from a home office or something, you could potentially go all day without seeing people if you work with people online or via the phone and things. So, I think it's really important. It's certainly for me, and probably for most people, to to get out there and to be with other people, and even if it's just to sort of the networking group or something, and then you come back to your own your own office. But we need to be with other people. We need to see other people. And if we've trans if we've moved from like a large organisation that's full of people that you see people all the time at the coffee machine or or whatever, and then suddenly you working by yourself that can be a big big change so find ways of of connection. getting out there and being with other people
0: connection is key and it allows um for creativity as well and the the difference is um maybe not that that i'm hearing from you that it's less of a competitive edge of me ag- against or you know competitively competing with other coaches or trainers or anything like that but a real sort of you know there's plenty for everyone if it doesn't quite suit my style or what I need to do then I can pass it on or share it
1: yeah absolutely And it's a mindset thing again so if if we believe that there's abundance and there are plenty of you know there's plenty of work to be done then actually it's more interesting to be collaborative for me to be collaborative than competitive it
0: has the greater impact. Um, So, so what's, I mean, you've got so many projects uh, on the go. What, what really excites you and are you able to take your own advice around um, the, the juggling element and how overwhelming that can get?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, um, I have a big need for variety. So I do like to have the mixture of one-to-one work and group work and, and training. Um, So for me, but it's, what's important is to just keep it all in the hours that I want to spend. So I've got two teenage children okay. who at the moment still want to spend some time with me in the holidays. Nice, well done. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. so I, I try not to work during the school holidays, so that restricts my time. Um, I try not to do um, work in the evenings to keep that as family time. So I'm putting boundaries on the hours that I spend and the number of weeks that I spend working during the year and for me then it's a question of okay I've got this much time what is the stuff that I really want to do
0: so it helps you prioritize Mm -hmm. have you always been able to do that because I imagine that in the early days of building a business that would have been more difficult or have you always thought these are my priorities and this is how I guard my time
1: I've I've always guarded my my time and, and and other people have thought how can you possibly do that how can you even say you've got a business if you're only working 40 weeks a year um, but that's that's the choice that I I made and for me it needs to work within those boundaries and what happens for me is a lot of my clients are are women who are also mothers and I've got the same issue so they have no for them, it's no big deal because they also are focusing on their family and the holiday time, the weekends, the evenings. So, um, I haven't found it a problem and, and I have stuck with it from the beginning.
0: That, I mean, that's incredible to hear. Cause I, I guess that's one of uh, my biggest challenges is, um, regarding that time I've got 2 a 14 year old and an 11 year old as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so really good tip for especially women or for all of us who are, are jumping into this thing. It's not just about the business you want to grow, it's about the lifestyle you want to create. Um, right. So the lifestyle you want to create is doing the thing you love learning, being absolutely fulfilled and spending time with, with your family.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, that's very important and, and it does raise, you know, I do get strange looks from other people who, who don't, don't do that. There's a lot of, people in business that are kind of in a race to show how busy they are how exhausted they are how many hours they've worked and for me that's not what it's about you know I went into to do work on my own partially because I find the work very fulfilling but also for the lifestyle and wanting to spend time with my family so if I don't do that then what was it all for
0: yeah what was the point otherwise fascinating so so um what advice would you give to somebody who is you know 30s 40s uh who's going along bumbling along in an okay setup that gives them some security but maybe they're they're not feeling passionate and maybe hopefully they have that moment like you where they wake up and the alarm goes and they're like fuck what am I doing Mm -hmm. um you know I just can't even show up like what advice would you give to the person in that stage uh hopefully f- you know find the
1: right people to talk to um a coach would be great or or at least a trusted friend and really talk about that and spend some time thinking about what would your ideal situation look like In an ideal situation what would you have and and then do a comparison with what you've got now and and see where the gaps are and that may be you know enough to make you want to make a change which may be a small change it may not be major like you know throwing in your job but it it could be just dialing up some things or or picking up some stuff outside of work that's more fulfilling but um you probably need to spend time thinking about it and you need probably need help some guided thinking so I'm going a, to say that because I'm a coach, but yeah, of
0: course you are. Um, but no, but you're talking from real experience as yeah. well, where where somebody was there for you to give you some of that guidance about how to that's move right. things forward. So there's no shame in sort of asking for help or kind of strategizing on your life rather than um, maybe just uh, responding, reacting to the next thing in front
1: of you. Yeah, yeah. Particularly if if like me, if that's the way you've always done things, you haven't really had that long-term planning. Um, and clear vision of how you think how you want things to be if it's not your normal way of thinking then you then especially then you probably do need somebody else to to help you to think differently and to think in a more abstract bigger picture kind of way yeah and
0: I guess people you know we have team meetings in corporates we 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 partner up with people on projects we uh, get feedback from managers you know that's a Sort of a usual, normal way of working is to um, collaborate and to think about projects and know that you don't have all the answers to everything. And in the same way, in our in our personal lives, um, if we looked at it a bit like, well, what's my strategic annual plan for my personal life? Um, we can just come come at things a little bit more consciously. Like I want enough time for this passion project. I want enough time to learn this thing that I love, enough leisure time and enough, you know, business building time or whatever it might look like. Mm. People don't necessarily approach their, their lives in that way.
1: No, definitely. And lots of people spend more time planning their holiday than they do planning their life. So Good point. Um you know, Good we point. we just we tend not to do it and we think we also have a tendency to think we can do it on our own because we should know how to do this. Oh, the shoulds,
0: yeah. Mm. Has this, has this whole transformation transition for you impacted the way that you parent or the messages that you give to your teenage kids?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it has both sort of explicitly and, and not explicitly, but just by seeing me. So I think, you know, the role model, if you like, is that it's important to do what you love, even if sometimes that's, that's a little bit risky. So I'm, I'm pleased about that. Um, also, what I'm modeling is is the balance that I think is important and that, uh, you know, you figure out what your priorities are and, and you focus on those. And then, yeah, I think also I, I tend to use more coaching style questions with my children now that I'm focusing more on coaching. <laughs> um, yeah. So we do talk about, you know, what is it, you know, at the end of this next month, what do you want to be proud of? And And so on, and and of course, I naturally ask them more open questions than I might might have done to get giving them space
0: for creativity and to figure some of the stuff out for themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it has it has definitely impacted in probably more ways than I can even imagine
0: yeah because there's something like you said about the implicit lesson like um kids learn and people learn from what we're doing they get inspired by when we're brave and when we do things that even seem scary like those are the big life mm. lessons uh, rather than uh just the you know uh go be creative do the thing you always wanted to do take a risk and we live our lives in a safe little
1: bubble you know mm. yeah yeah that's that's right and things like um i i i accepted the opportunity to put myself forward for an award and and to just to show that it's okay to do that and it's good to to win and stuff and to have an expectation of being successful as well these are all messages that that we pass on just through what we do what was the award how did that come about yeah so it was small business coach of the year and um what happened it's an annual set of awards i had an email to say i had been um nominated and I could if I wanted submit a a full application with a portfolio of impact on clients and testimonials and and things and so I um I did that I did it right at the end of our summer holiday we were on holiday it was the deadline for the awards I I took some time out in the shade and and my laptop and I I submitted the application and I focused on the small business it was originally a life coach um, award that I was nominated for, but I focused on the small business category. and uh, And then a couple of months or weeks or so later, I had a I had a phone call to say um, I'd been shortlisted and and did I want to go down for the award ceremony? So, uh, so yes, yeah, so I did, and uh, and I was very surprised to be to be given the small business coach of the year award. But it's I think it's important to to get that external recognition and so i'm 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 trying passionately now to encourage everybody to put themselves forward for things um and it's not about it's not about showing off it's just about getting the proper recognition for what you do
0: yeah and there's no there's no harm there's no shame like let's let's celebrate the wins you're creating impact in the world and and what i like is you you 've put yourself forward for something um, which is which is another risk, and of course, the message that I need to hear today because it 's always magically like that, right um, <laughs> Take the risk, lead by example, uh, your kids will learn from what you do, even if they 've got to eat beans on toast every once in a while um, yeah. and 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 the what have been the benefits for you on this journey, for you personally?
1: yeah, I mean well, for me that 's massive, so yeah i love I love what I do. I I want to get up in the morning and, and get on with what I'm doing. I'm excited with what I'm doing yeah. tomorrow, next week, next year. Um, everything feels full of opportunity, and um, I love I love the work that I do. I love um, I love working with people one to one. I get the variety that I need by doing stuff in groups and and stand, being up on my feet in front of a workshop. Um, so so yeah so for me it's just transforms I'm loving what I'm doing rather than work being something I I just need to do yeah because it brings the money in
0: yeah what a different vibe and we can almost take it for granted waking up and absolutely loving what we do so so for the listeners just chase the thing that you love love what you do um Sean if people want to find you online or uh, work with you in some capacity where can they find you
1: uh, they can find me. I'm um, pretty much everywhere online. Um, I'm on Twitter and and Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, if you search for Sean Rousel, you'll normally find me. There's not too many of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got my one. own website, um, which is www. uk, and um, everything's Sean Rousel Also. I'm sure people will find me they'll find you okay lovely we'll add that into the the show notes
0: as well Sean thank you so much for for sharing your your journey and your bravery and giving me the the lesson that I needed today as far as uh, focusing on on what it is that's important to me I'm going to focus on that right now thank you so much
1: yeah thank you Petra have a great day thank you and you thank you so much for
0: listening if something helped you today, please do share this episode with a friend and let them know that they are not alone. I know that for me, isolation kept me stuck much longer than I needed to be. So let's practice courage and talk to someone about what's going on, as that's the first step to making life amazing. Check out my website, petravelsboard.com, for your free Kickstarter plan, which will teach you to turn your biggest weaknesses into your greatest strengths. Join the community of people who are changing the way they view life's challenges and living life to the full. Until next time, goodbye.